Hi everyone. Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live podcast where I sit by my window and chat with very interesting people. Today's guest is Ryan Sheedy. Very excited to chat with him. I met him on Clubhouse, fun fact, and then I saw him in a workshop and now we're having a chat. <laughs> Look at us go. Oh, I'm going to invite you in. Oh, I'm excited. Well, go. Oh, hi, Jamie. Uh, okay. All right. I'm feeling it. It's working so much better now for season four. This is like, oh, this is great. That's all you. That's all you. You did that, Robin. I did the crazy Venga Boys video that. How are you? How's your connection? Is this my end that's a little shaky? This is, figure Uh, out the tech parts as a group. Okay. It could have been me literally shaking the camera trying to figure out. I'm I'm a techno peasant, Robin, but we're, we're making it work here. We're making it work. That is true. This is so exciting. Hello. Okay. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, hey. Thanks for wanting to be a guest. Oh, I'm an Instagram pro. Jamie, thank you. Um, I fake it very well after, but <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, cue the hashtags. Oh, what are you drinking? I've got some uh, delicious uh, Loblaws brew in my, my favorite sloth mug. You know, you got you to gotta start the day uh, the Ryan way. <laughs> Oh my, is that, did you just make that up now? Because yes. I would love if that's, I love if that's your morning mantra. Oh my Start God. The day. If I said that, my friends would be like, please stop. Please stop doing this. <laughs> it's not catching on. I don't know. I think that could have booked you. Because I, I messaged you. I said, Ryan, I saw you in that Starbucks commercial. So I almost think that could have, that mindset of thinking that you start your day with a brew, that believability was brought for that two seconds that I saw you. I thought, that Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a lot of focus. Uh, It's a real stretch to believe that I like drinking coffee. So uh, yeah, no, it was perfect. Uh, They got- uh, got, Full method. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm a raging caffeine addict now. So, (laughs) you know, there's downsides to the biz that people don't talk about. Oh. I love talking to comedians. Oh, God, that's, I mean, look, caffeine, caffeine addiction is a thing. Uh, oh, yeah. But how was that commercial? What is the audition for, for that two second bit? It's more than two seconds. But that part where you, I personally, I'm like, I didn't know where I knew your face from. Because I see that Starbucks commercial all the time. And then when I saw you in that workshop with Larissa, I'm like, I, I know him. And then literally that, that day, I turned the TV on. I go, yes. Because I know you see the headshot, but when I see you on TV, it's different. I go, oh my gosh, connecting the dots. What a fun journey. Yeah, 100%. So what was the process? What was the... I love audition stories so much. I really do. Um, this one was pretty fun. So it was just a self-tape where, you know, classic kind of you're ordering a coffee, do whatever. And, um, you know, I sent in a few takes and just to each a little bit more outlandish than the next. So like the, the normal one and then something that's like a little bit more sassy of an order. Um, and I didn't know at the time that it was for Starbucks, but I just assumed that it might be in ordered in that sort of style. But, um, yeah, I'd been a barista there like way back. So um, just like really hamming it up with the orders with the no foam, extra hot, that sort of stuff. Um, But yeah, just given given a bit of variety. And then, um, yeah, the callback just was a few different ways just to see if they were directable, uh, if I was directable. And uh, I guess it worked (laughs) because there it happened. 
On the day, what was your fake order to the barista? Oh, I think what they ended up making is uh, because the whole thing is like they order online or on through the app. Um, but I think on the day it was like cold brew with a splash of like almond milk or oat milk or something like that. Yeah. Very so lots of very sips of that. Very millennial. Yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, they, I think I probably went through a few of them in the, in the close up, the, the, the money shot. Um, and then they wouldn't actually let me, I was like, can I have this? Cause it was real cold brew and they wouldn't let me drink it. They were worried, but I was like, you don't know how much coffee I drink. It's going to be fine. Trust me. <laughs> you cast the right actor for this role. Exactly. Yeah, method indeed. This is a beautiful view. What, what, where are you in the... In... Oh my gosh. I moved and I'm obsessed with this view. It's so beautiful. It just looks like I'm in the coolest part of downtown when really if you look another way, there's just massive construction. So I found my little niche of, oh, fancy. Perfect. What's going on? Yeah, I love staring out of windows. That's my husband's fault. He got me obsessed with looking at people. And I'd always watch people like as an actor, as a physio, I studied people, but now I'm just like staring at them, making up plots for what they're doing with their lives. It's mm -hmm. there's there's a something to be written there. Um, mostly creepy woman watches people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my creepy autobiography. Why does yeah. she keep staring at everyone? I'm like, I don't know. I've like, got a thing going with a window. Uh, Hey, you want to be a next guest? Uh, that's, that's, that's how I recruit my guests going forward. I just shout from the window. Uh, Have you ever that's... managed to like randomly snag somebody that you, you met through, you know, through watching them? I do. No, I do. I want that to be, this is my thing I'm putting out in the world because I think it would be hilarious. If the people that live across from me, because again, these windows are so see-through. If someone else is like an actor or a director and then we lock mm. eyes and we go, we're going to do this. We're doing the production You'll be on the podcast. Right? You're just like waving then, through your window. You see a hand like way back there, just waving a little bit. I mean, you never know, right? That's... Stranger things have happened, very, you know? It's true. Stranger things have definitely happened, right? And it's the magic of downtown. The magic of connecting, being an actor. <laughs> there, Yeah, there's much to be said under the umbrella title of the magic of downtown. Like, for better or worse, there is some magic happening in downtown Toronto, that's for sure. It's true. The uh, We don't talk about the worst, because what's the point? We all know it. <laughs> yeah. uh, We've all been on that subway, it's... yeah. Oh, it's, it's light. Uh, it's uh, the reason I love public transportation. Uh, not scary at all with recent news. It's Topical, never dull. Ryan. It's never Look dull. You. It's not. I feel like as a comedian, you always have to know the news. I never realized this till I'm like, if I run out of material, I literally turn on the news and I go, that is funny. And majority of times people won't find it funny, but I'll be like, that is funny. Even someone delivering something, when they try and say a joke and they're a political figure and they deliver it so poorly, I go, that is hilarious. <laughs> because, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's what I watched this morning. I thought that's really funny. I don't want to make anyone feel bad and, you know, in case I run for office. But <laughs> it was just watching this guy, he's saying a speech, he's trying to make a joke. And it was just because the whole delivery was so bad and boring. I didn't know a joke could be that bad. I used to think everyone could be funny. And today I stand corrected. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, politicians aren't necessarily the person that you want to laugh at or want to be laughing at. Like That's if true. you're spending too much energy 
being funny. It's like, okay, how about you come fix the water mains in my neighborhood, buddy? Like, that's your job. Leave it, leave the jokes to me over here. Um, but yeah, like, I, I do think there's something to be said for having, um, you know, comedy or in, enter, at being able to speak in an entertaining way, because, you know, it just, it makes people listen a little bit better when they're, when they're entertained. And yeah, on the note of getting uh, informed and, and making jokes about what's happening currently, you know, there's, there's so many different um, types of comedy, but yeah, certainly for satire or for sketches and things like that, you got to be really up on it. Um, otherwise, you know, you could inadvertently make a joke, not knowing an event has happened and everyone is like dead silent. And you're like, ah, I've committed a social faux pas. <laughs> has that happened to you? Not that I remember, but I know okay. it's like a repressed memory. Yeah. Cause I can feel oh, that's, it. That's fair. Yeah, I can feel like I know that there's been times where I've made a joke and somebody's been like too soon or like just it wasn't like received well. You can feel it. You can feel it in your bones in that moment. Um, but yeah, that's the the fading into nothingness. You kind of wish that you could you could disappear after you tell a joke that bad. But it's I think it's even worse if you're like this is going to be good. This is the best joke I've ever had. Yes. And then it's just <laughs> you go, oh. right, right. Everybody's enjoying this joke, right? Oh, no, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and canceled. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's like, again, you know, top five fears lately is I, I've now I'm trying to now I'm challenging it. I'm like, how how will I get canceled? I'm not going to be rude. But I'm like, what will I put out there? I'm just curious, because I think it's going to be something for me that I'd be like, I didn't even know that this was a thing. No matter how much research I do. I love doing my research. Like, can this offend people? I try and check my jokes with people. Sometimes I don't because I'm like, I don't know, this is weird. I don't really know you, but I think this is funny. I'm going to share it. But I, I feel like that's, that's a big fear when you try and create something, you don't see the harm in it, and then it offends so many people. And you're like, oh, oh, God, how do I come back from that? I don't know. I think the only way you don't come back from that is if you pretend you didn't do anything wrong. Or, you know, oh. in, in many cases, you're actively like, so what? I don't care. Like you see so many people like, God, I hate him. But Louis CK, it's like, yeah, okay. You've been canceled, but like you are experiencing still wild success and still making money. But you know, that's what happens when you get, give a non-apology for um, having done something terrible. And I think when you tell a joke, you know, it's, it's even more benign. It's a passing fleeting moment. I mean, hopefully, like with what we do on, in, on stage with live improv, you know, if, if something crosses a line, we're, we're digesting that after the fact or, you know, discussing it in class saying, you know, why wasn't that okay? How do we feel about it? And it's not always clear cut either, right? Like we're, we're supposed to go to that line and sometimes you're going to cross over it. But I think, you know, when you, when you have that, really wide audience or the the super you know you're on tv in everybody's homes maybe you do have to be a little bit more careful what you say or at the very least be willing to kind of like you know reflect on it after the fact i think that's important it's a good point i mean if you think of you're performing on stage it's not recorded versus something on television although i mean i say performing on live stage everything's recorded now right they whip out their little phone just yeah. waiting to cancel someone, you know? Oh, they're gonna say it's today the day. Uh, I get I go viral because a comedian said something. <laughs> and, I uh, 
it's all the people that you see losing their jobs that are just being abhorrent to, you know, people who work in customer service. And mm. I, I mean, it's not kind of like, oh, you shouldn't have anything to hide if you're not doing anything wrong. But like, you'd have to be a pretty huge asshole to like have people be like, we're so mad, we're gonna contact your place of employment and get you fired. We're actively trying to ruin your life. But you gotta think like, somebody who gets people that riled up must have done something wrong. I mean, I, I see both sides because I see people that are just, I can see someone saying the completely wrong thing, but I can also see people being like, I am so offended by this thing that no one else seems to be offended by, but I'm super passionate and I have all this time and I'd like to express my opinion. So it's, it's very, I find even the discussion of getting canceled, just like a whole fascinating discussion. I've been bringing it up a lot because it, it's just like, isn't there an in-between? What happened? Can, can you imagine growing up as a kid explaining the concept of getting canceled? Well, you know, as a child, I was thought, you know, conflict mm -hmm. resolution. Let, let's yeah. have a, let, let's discuss. Let's, uh, let's be, and then, and then you see as you're a grown up, you go, oh no, you just, this didn't work. And okay, that person's dead to you. Oh, interesting. Grown ups. Okay. Weird. Yeah. But when you think about, you know, is somebody in your life who, if, if you're going to cut them out, the severity of what they must have done, you know, hmm. I, I, I could see it totally being, you know, yeah. not a big deal and somebody overreacting, but I think that's probably in the minority of cases, you know, it's probably more so where, again, this person just can't admit wrongdoing. It's embarrassing. This like yeah. is if you tell a joke that goes too far, yeah. it's very, it's very embarrassing. You know, like we, we have instances in class where people double down on something that they said, because, you know, in that moment, they not only know that it's wrong, but they still, they still want to be right. And so they, they really take it hard and they double down or maybe say something else that's, you know, uh, unkind. And um, I, I think that's the biggest thing is you just have to be willing to take a second and sit with it um, so that so that you can learn from it. I see you being such a great teacher. I am learning from you like just in this. So I, I feel like I have to pay you after this chat. Well, I, everywhere. I, I am not an expert in cancel culture. But yeah, if you want to talk comedy, yeah, let's let's go for it. I know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I get sidetracked and I'm like, I have thoughts. Let's discuss with whoever's on my back. <laughs> no, that's so uh, cool. But I, it's so like, it's so, I always have the thought growing up, you know, it's like those who can't do teach. And that's why I, I find it so interesting when people teach comedy, because I think, no, the people that can do comedy teach comedy. Because mm. I, I, I almost want to negate that phrase. No, 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 no way. It's so hard to teach people almost how to like how to be funny what is comedy right mm -hmm. it's not always going for the joke per se or is it i don't know you tell us i mean i think uh, a lot of the time comedy comes from a place of honesty um and going back to your bit about those who can't do teach you know certainly there's bad teachers everywhere you know there's bad teachers in the public school system there's bad teachers at university i know i had them um there's bad <laughs> comedy teachers um but i think you know maybe some of what that comes from is wanting to perform and not being able to and doing teaching instead because you know there's this mm. proximity to the art form that you want to do but you're not actively engaging in it in the performance aspect um so i see that i see that you know you you're that close to something 
but not actually doing the thing. And so that could hurt and that could, you know, make people resentful and bitter. But I think at its best, you know, the best education, whether it be comedy, whether it be anything else comes from this place of passion and enthusiasm. Um, because certainly, you know, seeing somebody do a scene on stage an improv scene, um, having taught them, I mean, recently we, we just did a showcase with um, some of our students at Bad Dog uh, Theater, shout out to Bad Dog Comedy Theater. Um, and everybody just crushed it. It was just a wonderful student showcase, like top to bottom, all of the classes yeah. really did a wonderful job. Um, and it was so, it's so fantastic. It's such a gratifying moment because you really have to understand something inside and out to teach it well, I believe. So I think, yeah, like I think that for a good teacher, um, those that can do, do, and then also teach uh is, is my thesis that. yeah oh my gosh i'm quoting you on that that's great i rarely quote people but i love that and because you've also you've done it you've a very impressive resume ryan you're oh, very unassuming you. on the clubhouse that's just come on like that. I, I i do the comedy i'm like oh you do you do a lot of comedy yeah i mean uh, i've been very lucky it's it's been a, like, a real have ride you known, have you known you were funny like did you grow up and everyone goes you're funny pursue this or what, what was what was this journey um I think like a lot of comedians or people who do comedy that um it starts early but maybe not necessarily people saying oh you're funny I think it often starts you know like around the dinner table or something um diffusing awkward situations with humor or um you know being awkward uh like I've always been a very like small unassuming person and so like you know throughout the awkward stages of junior high when people are you know bullying or being rude or mean like it's an easy thing to just kind of agree with them and be like oh yeah like I am I am stupid I am a wiener like I'm like if you kind of take your their power away by agreeing with them but that's, um, but that's yeah. that self-deprecating humor right um yeah. but yeah I, I think from probably about grade nine, um, we did a play that was like a melodrama comedy. And that's when I was like, oh, this is really fun. Um, and from that point, kind of, kind of really got into it. Oh, that's so funny, because I actually think my high school deterred me from wanting to do acting. The drama program was terrible, you know, and you go, oh, God, maybe this See? is for me. Bad <laughs> teachers, a bad teacher will put you off of whatever the thing is, even if you really want to do it. I mean, look, I think, but I think with every teacher, it's so subjective, right? Because I could say, not my thing, didn't enjoy that. And other people go, oh my gosh, I'm inspired to be an actor because of this person. Yep. And that's why there's so many different teachers out there, right? I mean, even I was looking up at Bad Dog, all the different profiles, I go, woo, it's a lot of you guys. Yes, 100%. And you know, like, part of that's because the people who are good get busy. And so you kind of need a lot mm -hmm. of people around. And, and, you know, a lot of them are working actors, so... You never know when you might need coverage because somebody got a gig or whatever, but um, also just a wide swath of um, walks of life, of different experiences. Like we've got um, uh, a few instructors who have just unreal credits, like uh, Fat Al, for example, you know, he's going uh, going to be back on Second City main stage again. Uh, he is a Juno nominated rapper. Uh, 
he, he was in God Made Me Funky and did some stuff with Len. Like, it's wild. Ken Hall, an amazing clown teacher, actor, improviser. Um, but, you know, when you have those strengths that are so varied, it really lets you uh, approach students in different ways. Like, it lets you teach in a way that fits them best. Or at the very mm -hmm. least, it gives them options to choose from, I think, you know, where a student might gravitate towards more musical stuff or more clown stuff or, you know, more old school improvisation or what have you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Do you feel like you have a specialty? If, you, if I were to go study with the infamous Ryan Sheedy. Um, infamous, uh-oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I have a specialty per se. I feel like I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. I don't know that I'm like, oh. so I, I do some musical It's a little improv. arrogant, but sure. <laughs> I guess so, yeah, jack of all I trades. I guess I'm just so talented, I do everything, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's a difference between like, I'm so good at anything I try and like, I'm average across the board. <laughs> Which is kind of how I feel. I'm kind of like, yeah, I can do like a little bit more clowny stuff. I could do some musical improv, um, short form, long form. I really love it all. I think it's great. Um, but I think it basically comes from all of the same place. Like there's some different opinions as far as improv goes and how you style it. And um, yeah. my my favorite quote ever about improv in that regard is uh, improv is like pasta, short, long, doesn't matter. It's still flour, eggs, and water. It's still the same basic ingredients. I have not heard that one. My gosh, dropping gems. That's not mine. That's not mine. That's from Joe Vanderhelm at Rapid Fire in Edmonton. So I'll steal that. If Joe, Joe if you're watching, I'm so sorry. Uh, Joe, if you're watching, I think Ryan created it. So I... <laughs> Classic intellectual property issue. Oh, no. Has anyone, oh, no. Has ever taken your joke? You know when you create oh, yeah. this joke and you go, this is mine. And then you see someone else do it and you go, I swear. But then how do you know you created it? You know, it, it, oh, it's a whole thing, chicken egg yeah. phenomenon. I mean, especially with, this is a big, that's a big no-no in the comedy community is stealing jokes. And like, especially with things like Twitter or social media or TikTok, especially, because it's built into the app, basically, that if somebody has a funny sound, you can just re-record a video with that sound over it. So you're literally stealing it, and that's the point. But it's very interesting because it's, it's a new sort of wave or a new, you know, um, a, it, it is stealing, but it's also like this kind of like collaborative joke building, you know, like we, mm -hmm. I, to me, there's a difference between, yeah. oh, I'm going to use this platform or this kind of um, this framing to make a joke versus, oh, I'm just doing the exact same thing that you did. But also people right. on that app, are ruthless and they will call you out if you did that they'll just say oh you stole this from this person you know like you got to give them credit or whatever um but yeah like I i'm nodding tiktok is like a platform i don't understand i'll still try but i just can't it's it's yeah i'm not i'm just watching i'm just watching I'm and absorbing yeah okay. <laughs> um but yes uh, of course for, i know the for, sounds yes the sounds the sounds on tiktok yes um for other sort of uh jokes or you know things on stage you might you might see something in a show and and have it in the back of your mind and it comes out or um you know characters resurface especially on the on the ship you know we would be doing very similar 
style of games every every show or week to week and so some of those jokes kind of come back again and again um like for example there is a uh a game called sex with me and it goes sex with me is like blank. We get the blanks from the audience and then we improvise the punchlines. Um, you know, uh, so it could be uh, sex with me is like a cup of coffee. I like it hot first thing in the morning. See, that's, that's a joke that we told a million times to set them up. Um, but it's just to let them know. Comedy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes those things would come back. It doesn't feel great. And that's a, an important feeling I think to pay attention to is, uh, Oh, how does it make me feel when I reuse even my own material? You know, like mm. it's, it's strange. So, entertaining people on a boat. Like that's, that's a whole other level of how, how long are these, it's a cruise i'm assuming no mm -hmm. it's like a, a 10 second boat ride so yeah, I'm assuming it's a rowboat <laughs> oh my gosh like you know those gondolas where the, the oh my god singing? so now you're uh, like a joke <laughs> i can't that's like such a nightmare to be like just somebody like slowly paddling and being like can i get a suggestion <laughs> that's awful <laughs> but even creepier if you use the sex sex with me is like, whoa, you're really close in my face here, sir. <laughs> 100%. Or ma'am, I think I've seen females doing that too. Everyone can do mm -hmm. it. Everyone mm -hmm. a gondola. Everybody. Oh my goodness. There's a business that is missing. We will bring it to the Italians. That, no. <sighs> Million dollar idea. Too bad this is on live. No. Somebody's stolen it already. Probably. That's okay. Oh my gosh. I was going somewhere and now I'm just very distracted by the concept of Oh, that's so funny. Oh, yes, cruise ships. Um, do the people, what's the crowd like there versus, you know, in a, a basic, let's say, Second City show? Um, I would say that Definitely. probably the audiences are a bit more general. Um, like, Toronto has a pretty comedy-savvy audience. Um, so, like, mm. a lot of the people that are coming to shows have seen a live show before. Um, and if not, you know, they're surrounded by some other people that might have on a ship. You never know, because there's people from literally all over the world. Um, we had people from Germany that came and were like, we don't really speak much English, but we came to a bunch of your shows because we were really entertained, uh, which to me is a huge compliment because I was just so shocked that despite the, the language barrier, they're like, oh, yeah, we're still really enjoying this and, um, you know, picking up on those jokes or the physical comedy or what have you. Uh, but yeah, I would say like, it is um, a little bit easier in some ways and at the same time more difficult because people are on vacation. So they're already inclined to have a good right. time. Uh, but the flip side of that is people are on vacation. So they might be wasted. Um, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. How hammered yeah. is the cruise ship audience? Okay. Like our show is called Beer Prov. So like you can imagine. Um, there was more than one instance where we had to be like, you're an audience volunteer, but we are going to give you a hand while you leave because you are drunk. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. I mean, it keeps it entertaining and fresh, I guess. I don't. Oh, yeah. It keeps you on your toes. That's for sure. It's I find improv so interesting, you know, having done so much theater and this is OK. You practice, you rehearse, put on the show. And you know, maybe every now and then when you're performing a show, something surprises you. 
But with improv, it's okay, maybe we have the games, but you never know what's gonna happen. Keep yeah. it loose, get excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's 100%. Fun. It's, um, you know, and people often ask, like, what are you practicing while you're practicing and going back to, you know, like pre planning and stealing and reusing mm -hmm. things and kind of just like with that accusatory tone, just kind of being like, so like, that's not really improvised, right? Um, but it's just like a sport, you know, you would practice drills in hockey so that on stage you can execute, you know, um, on stage, on ice, uh, on ice, You're perpetually a drama kid and not a hockey player. <laughs> I mean, I would love to watch hockey on stage. There was a hockey musical. A friend of mine was in it. So you you are on to something there. You you picked Perfect. up on that. Again, yeah. everybody who's listening, that is our intellectual property. Uh, you cannot steal it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just practicing, practicing, and um, just uh, making making sure that you got the skills to execute on stage, and um, you know, learning to yes and is the biggest one of them all. But just really making sure that you can be flexible so that when those things do happen, you can you can pivot in the moment. Super important. Oh, for sure. And it's, you know, it's when I started doing improv, I don't know if you felt this way, but I think my first improv class, when you do all those warm ups, you go, I, I just want to do the jokes. What, what is this? Zip, zap, what, what, am I, what am I doing? What is this? This is so yeah. weird. And you go, mm -hmm. oh, I see it. I get what we're doing here. Okay. Because yeah. I don't know if you feel that way as an instructor. Do you ever have those people, those non-believers of, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just want to, I just want to be funny. Oh yeah, all the time. Um, and it's really easy to spot in certain exercises because they're trying to make the jokes. And a lot of the time, you know, that's not where necessarily the humor comes from. Like sometimes the humor just comes from paying attention to what's happening in the moment or being honest or, you know, even just remembering, walking backwards and remembering something that happened earlier and then referencing it, um, you know, that, that laugh of recognition. Uh, but I don't, yeah, it, it's easy to spot, but also it's important, I think, sometimes to lay out the reasoning behind that. Um, because, you know, just as many people as there are that are like, I'm rearing to go, I want to tell jokes. Um, there are some people who are like, I am firmly in my shell and I don't want to break out of it. So it takes some coaxing. That's true. I found a lot of people when I started my journey at Second City, they were in business and they just wanted to be better around people and mm -hmm. I thought oh the, this is so interesting look at that because there, yep. there is something to be said right you it does make you come out of your shell you can't overthink things just go with it and mm -hmm. there's such a I love when you're with a group and you can just trust that group and know that whatever comes out of your mouth it's it, it's it's no judgment right it's yeah something I mean I judge myself there is judgment in my head but <laughs> you know other people are there for you and let's just see what happens let's uh Let's hope it lands. If it doesn't, we try it and we move on. Well, and that's the hardest bit. I think you know the nailed it on the head. There is the the self judgment because you know it means you're you're editing yourself or not really letting yourself go with your first idea because it's not right, it's not clever, it's not funny. Um, but you know we don't want to strain. We don't want to strain. It should feel like we're pushing a boulder downhill and not uphill. You know the best improv scenes are the ones where you kind of like latch on to something and it feels like it's it's happening on its own as opposed to like really having to work for it that's what i think i like that have you found your do you have a go-to group now that you perform with all the time not really um 
there's been a few kind of ensembles that have morphed and changed, uh, but I'm, COVID really just kind of took its toll on the improv scene. We lost a couple venues. I mean, Second City is still right. building their their new location and training center. Uh, we had to close our theater at Bad Dog, which was very sad. But, you know, we're the little theater that could. We'll be back. Uh, and we're still doing classes and stuff, just um, operating more of our shows out of Comedy Bar, excuse me. Um, but yeah, like we, we've, we used to have an ensemble, um, a group of, from, of friends from, uh, from Calgary, uh, and we did hip hop, uh, musical improv, and, you know, it went so far as to make an album. Uh, we did Toronto and Montreal Sketch Fest, um, which was a, a real blast and other little groups that have kind of like popped up and fizzled, but. Um, it's hard. It's hard to, I think the larger the group gets, the harder it is to, you know, meet for rehearsals and compete with everybody's yeah. schedules. And like you, like we talked about before, if you're with good people, eventually they're going to get busy, um, which is a blessing and a curse. Uh, it's, it's great. It's great to see the people that are around you get busier. Uh, but there's always that little part of you that's like, oh, but we had a good thing. We were having so much fun. And now you're a movie star. Like, oh. Not that I'm friends with a lot of How dare like, they? You know, okay. In this hypothetical. <laughs> but that just means that you surround yourself and you learn from people that are stars and then now it's your turn, right? So that's, I, I hope that's so. what that means. <laughs> I don't know, man. You presented really well in that workshop. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Are you just like, is she going to write a TV show for you? Uh, no, I, was so, I, love, I love watching people get good feedback. And I love watching people interpret with anything that, you know, a class I take or a workshop I do. I just, I start watching other people now. And because I like to read all the scripts in advance too, just to know what other people might do. And mm -hmm. I go, that is a very interesting take on it. Or, oh, mm -hmm. I like how they played it. Because I, no, I don't think I would play the scenes the same way someone else would. So mm -hmm. it's just really, it's so fun to see yeah. how someone takes a piece of material and performs it. I, yeah, find a fascinating. 100%. And, you know, to that point, like seeing somebody that's doing the same scene as you, and how different that is, even in that moment, like, because, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm in awe that you just go through and read all the scripts beforehand. Like, I would do that for my own sake to try and pick out the one that I like the best. But um, kudos to you. That's a lot of like pre work. Um, I, I yeah. just, it's, you know what, though, it doesn't feel like work, because I love first off reading scripts. And I love seeing what people do. The stage directions are my favorite thing. Like, how will they put the stage mm. direction in this little Zoom box or something, right? Yep. What will they do? Will they disregard it? Will mm -hmm. they use this punctuation? I, I just get really, maybe in my head, I'm also casting this project, which I'm not. I, mm -hmm. I'm just like, which, which hat will I put on while I, while I watch these people work? I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's such a fascinating thing to have. I, have you ever written anything? I've written some things before, um, not necessarily like uh, film or like TV or web series or anything like that, but like certainly live sketch and those sorts of things yeah. or yeah, little scenes and whatnot. Yeah. But I just Songs. think it's so fun to to write something. And then even if I don't perform it, see how someone else would interpret it. Yeah. And, and, and I think like as a writer to watch, I mean, I don't think the writer watches every audition, but to, to watch someone perform your work. Whew. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. I, I mean, for me, when I watch someone else perform and I go, okay, I'm rewriting it. That's not how it came. That's not what I'm like. Okay, that wasn't clear. 
Yeah, I guess I need to make these stage directions a little bit more specific. <laughs> Although sometimes I'm like, oh, that is lovely. Mm -hmm. Adding that. So I don't know. There's something to be said with watching other people and, and feeling, I don't know if this was hard for you, but for me, getting, I'm a competitive person and then just kind of not being competitive and being more supportive was a journey for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason because you finally realize you're like, no one else can be me. Right. Yep. So wh what am I competing with here? If I'm right, cool. And if like, I would like to see what other people are doing. I, mm -hmm. ah. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I think I went the other way where I was kind of like, oh, no, you kind of like go have it. And it was like a journey of like sticking up, <laughs> I see for you my, being like being so more generous. assertive. You just seem like the nicest but, person. You know, to your own detriment sometimes too. Um, <laughs> just like there is such a thing as being too generous and not that I necessarily am but is certainly the journey has been to try and be more assertive I think um and like asking for things that I want and and so far it's been going okay we have to we will talk offline about this sir uh no oh, yeah you just take it if someone offers you something you say yes and okay oh yeah totally that's the you timing, don't say you know? uh yes but there's someone else that might be better uh yeah no. You're obviously the best person. That's why you're offering this to me. I don't even know what the example is that for things you passed up on, but that that's what I've decided it is. You gave someone else a role. <laughs> I, I know you want to ask me, but have you met my friend? Oh they my are God. better. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I don't sure think I happens. could ever do that. If I get the role and then be like, no, someone else should have it. Oh, no, they offered me the role. Excuse me. Uh, pardon me. Yeah. No, I... Um... I can't think of anything in particular, but just the general, the general vibe of, you know, um, whatever the, the opposite of being super competitive is, is definitely, that's been, that's been my journey. How did you handle that? How did I handle your response? No, 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 I getting, okay. getting less I was competitive. <laughs> I, you know what, I think it's, I was always like, I was just, when I was growing up, I did a lot of things that were competitive. And I was always, I think I was honestly just competing with I, what I thought I was competing with other people. I was just competing with myself to, to be better. And like mm. part of me felt like I was never good enough. So I was always just like feeling that competitive nature. And now it's kind of like, look, I am who I am and mm -hmm. uh, no need to compete and just kind of try and own. I say that as if I've like found inner peace and I found the meaning of life. No, I, I freak out on a daily basis. And you know, there's that negative self-talk, but it's the, it's the worst right that whole when you're even doing an audition or something or you're creating something oh my god i created something the other day I go, no one's gonna like this what am i doing I'm like just fit doesn't matter mm -hmm. put mm -hmm. it out there if it resonates it resonates but i'm not gonna know what's funny or what resonates with people if i don't put stuff out there yeah. so yes the majority of myself will ethically flop and i'll get like you know zero views on tiktok which is a skill in and of itself being a billion people on that platform it's actually i'm owning that now but blame the algorithm. There's, there's honestly so much comedy in I will post something. It'll do great. Like, great is whatever, but it'll do fine other places, but zero views on TikTok. And I find it. So that is my daily comedy of <laughs> this is going to not be seen on a huge platform. It's a skill and I love it. I'm going to put on my resume. No one's going to understand I, I it. Think, 
Blame the algorithm. You can safely, you know, you can just say, I'm shadow banned, whatever. Help me get unbanned, everyone. The algorithm is anti-Semitic, and then I'll start a whole thing, and then I'll <laughs> Yes. This is the hill. This is the hill that we want to die on. This is what's happening. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. Dear TikTok. Um... Oh, my God. But certainly there oh, are some that's... things, you know, with it that are kind of suspect. And uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that just of... because... Just because your your comedy isn't isn't hitting on there, like it just takes time too. You know, there's a couple people in the comedy community that have really kind of taken off, and you know, it's rare that their first video does it. It's just putting out things consistently. Like it truly is just it's always, exhausting. Yeah, it's an exhausting amount. It is of... so like to be consistent is mm. exhausting because mm -hmm. some days I'm like I'm going to create everything, and other days I go I'm tired. I don't want to deal with this. No, thank yeah. you. So I commend anyone that is consistent. I, it's a lot. It's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And like to, to be funny consistently too is its own special kind of like, ah, now this has become a job. And now it's much harder. <laughs> it's to be funny consistently. But for if you have the this is this is so interesting to me, let's say you build a following of sorts, using a certain kind of humor, and then you want to pivot. Mm. That to me is so terrifying, right? Because you go, okay, cool. I think I've exhausted this area. I know these are the only kind of jokes people want to see, but personally, I don't want to keep doing it. Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't, I don't know how that would work, but I know some people have said it's so hard for them to pivot because that's not what the people want to see. But mm -hmm. as a performer, you go, I just want to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. So yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, at a certain point, I think, you know, you just got to do what makes you happy. And um, there are going to be fans that maybe don't like it. But also, I think mm. once you're at the point where you've got fans that can be disappointed, you're talking a whole other ball game yeah. here. <laughs> like, just, oh, like, I mean, can I say that I my husband really gets disappointed and he's my fan and he's like the one that always watches these? Okay. <laughs> you can. You can say it. I. Uh... I'm like, Mike, I need at least one person to watch the whole thing live. Great. You're going to watch the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> just got all, all your through. other devices logged in. It's uh, just all the way through. Just, uh, I don't even care. Uh, just leave it on. Uh, <laughs> just listen. Uh, do you, are you, do you have like supportive people in your life? That's a weird question. That was <laughs> really <laughs> just dropping the bomb, Robin. Um, yeah. That was uh, so, that was harsh. Do Can you imagine if I just said no, you? just that I don't have any supportive people in my life? I know. I um, myself up. Okay. No, I've got I've got um a good support network. It's I feel very blessed. Um there's a lot of people that I knew from out west in Calgary that moved here that are, you know, comedy folks, improvisers. Um so I'm very, very grateful to them. Uh like truly have put a roof over my head in t in tough times. Um and uh, I'm I'm blessed with a, a very supportive partner, Alex, uh, who we're we're painting our apartment right now, and she's so patient with me. <laughs> oh God, it's um like uh it's called October Mist is one of the walls. Oh, I love that. It, do you know what, what it is? But what color? No, I love that because what color okay. is it actually? Because it's like we recently, yeah, it's you know like when a lighter it's lighter yeah, sage, I guess. Um, Amazing. Yeah, that's one of the. It's, you the look at the palettes. Every color, exactly the accent. We yeah. went with oh, what was the? 
I can't even remember where like he, because when you buy, when you look at the different, I don't know, how, what are they called? The mm -hmm. little sample things. Yeah. Paint cards. Paint cards. <laughs> that's that's not it. what they're called, but that's what we call them. I believe it. I very, but they all look the same. And yeah. then you buy the paint and then you put it on the wall and you go, well, that's not, does that match? And then you have the lighting added onto it. You go, wait, what? what? It's very yeah. confusing. Lighting completely changes the color. And oh, yeah. I'm like, we painted. I don't mind it. Uh, I thought I would hate it more, but I'm like, ooh, look at this light. I thought it was going to be a silver and now it's a blue. That's mm -hmm. fun. Accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a real journey where, our living room is quite disheveled right now, but I'm so excited to have it be done um, because we have the landlord special right now and it's not, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it looks like certain parts of it look like it was painted by a five-year-old. Uh, so very excited to have that done. Um, but yeah, like her, her family is so lovely and supportive. Um, oh, my headphones are dying. So one sec. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's never happened. A headphone death. There we go. All right. There we go. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, we're back. We're back, baby. Um, yeah, that journey. was okay. scary for a moment. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I just feel very lucky. The comedy community in general here is very, very supportive. You know, there's times where people have helped me move, um, helped me find classes, jobs. Um, so I just really want to look Having friends that help you move. Don't lose these friends. Because no. moving sucks. Okay. Yeah. I hope that I never have to do it again. I think between moving here, I think in the first few years of living in Toronto, I moved like at least four or five times. And so that was... Whoa. Yeah. Why? That's too much. That's too much. Um, well, okay. The move to Toronto was one. And then moving out of my friend's wow. place that I started in Toronto to our own place. And then... I had to move back because the the other I had got, gotten a, a second apartment and then it fell through like a week in advance. Oh, um, and then no. yeah, and then going on the ship was another one um, where I had to store my stuff. And then coming back from the ship, uh, I was lucky that uh, Alex's mom Vivian would uh, let us stay at her apartment. But it was truly like forty less than forty eight hours notice. Just like I'm coming home, could I please? live with you <laughs> yeah i'm so sorry but uh it seems like the world is ending so can you can you help a guy out that's i feel like you're using a yes and motto just for moving like this whole life of i don't know where i'm gonna live let's figure it out here we go going on a ship okay it's you know it's the fly by the seat of your pants yes and kind of approach works for a lot of things but as far as like your housing situation. I would recommend a more regimented, stable yeah, approach. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Why did you come to Toronto? Just out of curiosity. Did um, you just like exhaust Calgary? But I've been funny everywhere. Now a new journey. Not, not exactly like that, but I was, um, so I went to school for business, uh, which is funny that you brought it up earlier because it's very much like, oh yeah, improv will help me with my, in my degree. And yeah. Little did I know it was just a way to keep my toe in like drama and stuff like that. Um, but it was definitely, I felt after coming here for a visit, I, I really enjoyed the city. I enjoyed the pace. Um, and it just seemed a bit more lively, like Calgary, where I was living, 
uh, at home, it was very suburban and it's very sprawled out. Um, oh yeah. Who Sorry, is there's it? a comment as a is person Haley, still yeah. living in Calgary. Oh, that, hey, okay. friend. Yeah, it's it's totally true. Like, I Toronto love Calgary. Much more exciting. I appreciate that. There's a lot of beautiful nature around Calgary, in and around Calgary, okay. which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just wanted to come here to work on comedy and uh, eventually was just kind of like, oh, okay, I was scared of doing this, but I mean, I have to try being an actor. Like, that's that's just what I knew to be true it, it, deep down. And uh, yeah, it's been very hard, but I'm I'm finally getting to the point where I feel like oh, I'm doing what I love for work, which is really exciting. That is exciting. Mm -hmm. Did you did you move and just start doing comedy right away? Or like, did you move, get an agent? What was, I'm just curious of the process. Yeah, totally. I'd applied for a couple jobs um, and was like far along in the interview process for them, more like traditional sort of like nine to five-y type stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I had a couple of months of buffer before I really needed to find something. Um, yeah, I started doing improv right away uh, just because I've already been improvising and teaching in Calgary and it's a good way to not only meet people, but um, meet like-minded people. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of great people in the community. And so, yeah, started doing some comedy, joined a couple sort of house teams or ensembles. And then, uh, yeah, I was having a hard time finding work. And I was just like, am I fooling myself by trying to get a job or should I just try and act like what is the what is the balance here and it was a lot of juggling you know part-time jobs the, the actor shuffle of i've got this gig and this gig and they both happen twice a month and blah 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 nightmare uh, but yeah very unsuccessful yes. <laughs> yeah. it's uh it's a lot of that stressful it's so stressful so stressful yeah i um anybody who's doing that hustle lots of respect it's not easy it's a lot of stress and a lot of just like scheduling stress you know a lot of the times exactly. the work isn't even that bad but you're just like oh how do i make this work it's just like how do i exactly i don't even how am i supposed to be at two opposite ends of the city at the same time 100 percent. but I, i'm like i don't know i feel so i'm excited i there's i don't know what it is but i haven't met that many people from calgary but there's just like a really nice vibe with everyone I've met from Calgary. So when I found out you were from there, I go, oh, no, is there not? You shook your head. Like, there's, have I not met I mean, I don't people? know. Okay. I think. Um, <laughs> no, they're like, terrible people. And I moved to Toronto to. Uh, that's, that's very kind. I just don't think it's the typical response. You know, like there's this classic East-West rivalry. That's so. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, we're rivals. I don't want to talk to you. I knew that. I, so I, I didn't read the newsletter. That's what happened. It's so nuts, I and I, I don't like believe just, in that. Okay. I genuinely cannot. Oh, all the nice people leave. All Calgary. the nice people. <laughs> leave. And no, that's Toronto has nice people. We're saturated with all the people from Calgary pretending to be Torontonians now. <laughs> it's. I mean, I was born in Winnipeg, grew up in Calgary, and live here now. Like I could not. I don't really participate tough, tough in the rivalry, except. You always know the one thing that will like rile anybody up, you know, like if you're in Calgary. I don't know. I actually you start talking don't. sports. You start talking okay. about the Oilers or if I start cheering for the Flames here, you know, like it doesn't. And none of that stuff really. I'm not like super sports guy, but it is just like the, the key, you know. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of really great people wherever you go. Uh, there's a lot 
of like the same it's it's crazy how similar they are and because Toronto's very much like us versus everyone and Alberta's like Wexit we want to separate <laughs> so, like you know similar sort of like that like we're on our own but um I don't think it has to be like that I mean yeah but that's uh people people are strongly opinionated about different things I go or can we all be friends get like friendship bracelets remember when that was a thing good times I mean, I don't think I had enough friends at that time to have the bracelets, so, uh... I okay, will... you know what? I had, did you, I had the friends that our parents were friends, so we have to be friends. So I had, like, the forced friendships. Gotcha. Very, I find them very entertaining, right? Because you go, yeah. our, I don't, I don't know what to say to you, but our, our parents seem to like each other, so we are stuck together. An um, arranged friendship, hello. you will. I mean, it almost, like, borderline... It's not an arranged marriage, but you're like, I, I don't want to be friends with these people. We're not yeah. the same. Why, why are we doing this? I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the beauty of being uh, Nothing happy. against them, right? I'm sure they're great people, but, you know, certain people we just don't, we're yeah. not friends. You just don't mess Nothing with wrong them. with that. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the beautiful part of being an adult, you know, like, getting to choose your friends, getting to choose your, your chosen family, too. Like, um, mm, I mean, I like a that. lot of the time here because I don't have a lot of family in and around Toronto, um, you know, the friends kind of take over that role, which is nice. Um, but yeah, there's certain things that I think, you know, you, you don't put up with in a friendships that you might put up with in family, like people just being annoying, kind of like siblings. And you're like, oh, God damn it. Why are you doing this again? Um, but, you know, you love them. You got to take care of your people. That's true. You're like, I don't know. You're just like the nicest person. I don't, I don't know what it is about you. I know I've never met you in person, but I just feel like you are so nice. And it's, it's confusing to me when people are genuinely nice people. I, oh. I don't know why. I always oh, no. expect an ulterior motive. Yeah, I was hurt as a child. Uh, it's just. Oh, Haley. Yeah, I'm very so... glad you put up with my annoying sibling for me. That's, is her name Haley? Yeah, that's Haley. Uh, Hi Haley. Yeah, her her um her brother Matt is my my best friend, my one of my best friends, uh, and he lives quite close to me. So we um yeah we've we've had quite a quite many a show together and done fringe and sketch fest and stuff. So uh, oh, what's like? Yeah. Do you have a favorite show? Oh, see, I agree. Yes, you're one of the, probably the nicest people. Yeah, it's very exactly. Kind. There you go. Very kind. Verified by Instagram. Just watch. All the Ryan. haters are gonna pour in later and be like. Fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think he's the nicest? I'm the nicest. Yeah, and then I've they say, got like, really. Stories. Cancel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is why Ryan is going to turn into Ryan gets canceled on an Instagram live. And this uh, is why we talked about it before. It's bound to happen. Look at all these you know? <laughs> canceled chats with Robin by the window. <laughs> oh, my God. And I lose future guests. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and Haley's gonna fight them all. Oh my gosh. And now this is what happens. This is Calgary versus Toronto. It's happening on a live. I didn't think that was possible. Classic. I've learned differently. Classic. Yeah. Classic. And so any kind of words of advice you would give to aspiring comedians? Aspiring comedians. Um, I would say try to find the type of comedy that resonates with you and in, as opposed to trying to fit someone else's mold. Um, because, Ooh. you know, there's a lot of sort of established ways of doing things. Um, but just 
take what serves you and chew on it. And if it doesn't sit right with you, just spit it out and leave it. There's not enough time to kind of force yourself to, you know, I'm, I'm not saying like you shouldn't try things that you're afraid of or that you shouldn't work areas that you're not strong in. But if you're genuinely just not interested in a particular thing, don't feel like you have to do it just for its own sake. Do what you I like. like Life's too short. Do what you like. It is too short. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you want a yes and, but not everything. Uh, yeah, except, totally. Yeah, I, I like that. Well, and there's a, like, yes and is such a useful tool, but we, we talk a lot about, you know, having having to master the rules before you learn their bends and their breaks. Um, and yes, and is totally one of those because there's going to be situations where, you know, like if you're watching a TV show and everybody was saying yes to everything, it wouldn't make any sense. Like there'd be things that are contrary to people's characters. And that's true on, for improv as well. You know, if somebody's got a, a very strong character, they might, you know, agree with the reality, but not agree verbally. And that's still valuing what that other person says. And that's really all that, I think we need in a scene, you know, it's not, it's not a matter of literally saying yes, but that's a very useful training tool because, you know, there is the inclination to say no in scenes to be safe. Yeah. Do you, oh, sidebar, do you hear the construction going on or are we cool? You I hear, hear a light scraping, but honestly, that's okay. pretty much my day to day and living in an apartment. This, right? I'm yeah. Honestly, I thought I was good. I'm like, okay, tap. Uh, no, okay, apparently not. Uh, let's just uh, see if we can push through this. Because that's right. It's not. It's not bad on my end. So that's fine. That's good. That's fine. Uh, that's I, I put the headphones in. Uh, when will they do stuff? I don't know. <laughs> the mystery of downtown yeah. condo living. Mm -hmm. I don't know condo apartment. I don't know what to call it. I call it condo. It sounds fancy. Whatever. Is it yours? Do you own it? That's a personal question. You oh my to. gosh. That, no, that's a great question. We are officially adults. Um, we do. Nice. It's a big step. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, uh, it's also terrifying owning something because now I, now I clean. So my mm. husband's very happy with that. It's like, I before, care. So I'm going to. Filthy. Now, before, I'm totally like, I don't know. This is, I think that that came with the place. We lived yeah. there for six years. Yeah. No, that was part of it. It's character. Yeah, well, those, I those think bugs in the corner. They, they, you know what? They're happy. They've made friends. They're doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah, just any sort of thing. We had a bed bug scare at one point, and it was oh. it's it's a true nightmare. Don't wish that on anybody. So if you have those bugs in your apartment, just call a pro. Just call a pro. I know that's not what this is about. I know that's not what this no, this is, is about. But keep it random. That's, that's my it's, piece it's of advice to aspiring comedians: is don't. Don't mess around when it comes to bed bugs. I lesson I think is a good life lesson. Yeah. With anything, right? You never know. Like I, I feel like there's so much that I never knew until until you actually care about something, and then you want to learn everything about it. So we are like home renovation experts now. Uh, who are like, wait, this is how you do something? Oh my gosh, this is what we lived in before. What? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. fascinating. It's wild. You can learn so many things on YouTube and, and you know. Like oh, yes, I, exactly. <laughs> things that I never, never would have realized, like, between, I think my first place that I had the door frame, like, the hinges just, like, fully came out of the, the wood frame. And so I was like, okay, how do I, 
how do I do like I am young and I've lived at home because I'm a, you know a privileged young adult and I just like don't understand how to fix things but like you can do a lot you can do a lot more than you know especially I mean we live in the golden age of information where you can find anything within like 30 seconds so it's it's beautiful but you know there are things just don't mess around. Just get a oh, yeah. bro. Well, like, okay, I'm not a plumber. I'm not yeah. an electrician. I'm exactly. okay with that. Yeah. Everything else, let's just see. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah. Like, if you have the time to learn properly, great. Power to you, but that is not my journey. Yeah. It's a, I mean, look, there's so many jobs for a reason, right? Like, I'm not going to be an expert in everything as much as yeah. I'd love to be, because I, I just think it's fascinating to learn about things, but it's a, uh, Yeah leave it to the pros yeah 100 percent. and like i i think that that's you know not that you're outsourcing parts of your your entertainment self necessarily but there are definitely times where i'm like oh i want to bring in this person because they're specifically good at this thing that i'm not or you know yeah. like i'm not gonna go up and do stand up at least not right now like i'm not i was gonna ask you that. i'm not that guy not a stand up person okay I like to host, I like to do solo stuff, but I'm just not, um, I'm not necessarily interested in, you know, like just going up into, like, it'd be a weird, I'd have to be like an alt sort of like, like solo sketch, weird stand up kind of guy, you know, like something more like along the lines of Bo Burnham, I think. Oh, interesting. I mean, look, learning that you did musical theater, can you sing? Is this a, a skill set I didn't know you uh, had? So I don't actually do musical theater, but we have done a musical lot of musical theater improv. improv. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah, I know. I call it musical theater improv. It's musical improv. My bad. But it's so. Can you? Is it just you sing? I'm not a pro by any means, but like I can carry a tune. Yeah, and I think like part of the one of the things that we always talk about when we're we're teaching musical improv is just the audience will forgive so much. Um, because they're just glad to not have to go up and do that. <laughs> they're glad they're not on stage. So like being committed and on time is like 90% of your problems are solved. You know, like you just gotta, you just gotta be there, be in the moment and really commit to singing. Um, and then like all the rhymes and stuff, you know, you can teach that. It's a skill, it's a muscle that you can build. But um, yeah, I'd say those are the most, those are the most like important things in it. And yeah, carrying a tune, fine, totally fine. Would I be asked to record um, a, a song? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, the, if I was casting, I don't know. I have no idea what I would cast for. Uh, I just like to, I, might, I like to give myself behind the scenes jobs for like little projects. And mm -hmm. oh, let's cast something. Yeah. Uh, and then I realize, oh my God, I hate the job of a casting director. It's exhausting. <laughs> I don't want to do this. As my next, I wanted to ask you if you were going to venture into casting because you've done so many it's, clubhouse. Oh my God. Of... It's so hard in the sense of, I think you need to know so, not only do you need to know so many actors because there's so many different projects and so many specificities and the characters that people are creating, but to, when I hear, when I talk to other casting directors and I hear what production is demanding from them and it's, it's ridiculous. It is, it's, it's almost like we need to take a step back and realize that like, this should be a collaborative process, not just a whole mess of let's throw everything on casting because mm -hmm. I'm exhausted when I hear some stories of here's all the things that are expected from me 
and here's all my barriers and no one seems to care. And you go, well, yeah, first off, how is one person or even like, a, you know, some people have a team with casting. How are they supposed to accomplish everything that that doesn't even make sense? So yeah. I it's it's a lot. And yeah. I think the more it's the more you learn about any industry, the more you respect so many of the roles behind the scenes. And not that I, again, not that I didn't before, but you just you have so much more of an understanding of what this job entails. It's a mm -hmm. lot. Oh. Yeah, I think yeah. the similar feeling to, you know, a lot of people trying something like improv for the first time is because like they see it on stage and they're very excited. And then, you know, doing anything gives you the appreciation for it. And I think specifically with improv too, you're like, oh, they're just making it up. Like how hard could it be? And then you get up and you're like, oh, this hard. Like, okay, okay cool, 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 cool. You know what it's hard too? I hate like for myself, cause I always feel accountable when I'm just not on, right? And you're just having those. And I always feel bad when it's like, oh, I missed this opportunity to give this person this setup. And mm. it's, uh, it's a really collaborative process when it comes to improv. And yeah. I, uh, I, when it works, when you have those, those moments when it's just magic, you go, there's nothing like it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I 100% agree. You're preaching to the choir. Do you, did you film? Do you have like footage of all your different improv experience? I, look, I try and I try and creepily stalk people before I chat with them. And you were very look. I went on your IMDb page. I gave you a credit, my friend. But like, thank you. <laughs> I, I needed to find. I'm like, where is his footage? I couldn't find much, and I was upset. So I'm bringing up a concern as a fellow actor. <laughs> Where are you? I do have an improv reel and like a demo reel. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not as much like I wish I had some footage from beer prov on the ship. Uh, but mm -hmm. it was just very difficult because there's only four of us. We're all doing the show. Um, yeah. But uh, it's hard. Yeah, yeah the, we do have some stuff. I've got some uh, clips from when I was in the Second City House Ensemble and uh, a couple other little shows. But yeah, it's just like, it's similar to the, to the, the demo reel for, you know, acting stuff, like just constantly upgrading, taking snippets, putting them in, yeah. they're better. Um, yeah, that's, that's, it's out there. I'll make it more accessible. <laughs> Please do. This yeah. is just giving people feedback. Here's how you should, uh, and it's, it's just like, I want to know more about you, right? It doesn't translate as well though it's one of those things that You're right i, I can like, see that yeah with live improv it's you know i think you can appreciate it but also it's like you you could only ever with the exception of like online stream shows see you know that energy when you are there or you know like you hear people laughing but it's really it's that inside joke that you all get to be a part of um, you know, having given the suggestion or seen something earlier in the show. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think it, it definitely translates better, but good improv st should still be watchable, you know? Mm -hmm. Something has happened. This is still Haley. Haley is on multiple accounts now. I don't know. Haley, like, I don't know what's this is entertaining. <laughs> That's fine. I've never actually seen someone have two accounts and comment on it. Haley, yeah. I'm loving this. Talking about the Starbucks if we were siblings? Okay. What I know is I saw that? that. I chose to ignore it. Um, that's <laughs> fine. We aren't. Uh, uh, that's very clearly funny. a regular viewer. That's yeah. what I was thinking. No, we are not real. I, I love these because I never know who's going to watch it. 
and yes. who's going like what comments will be written and i've learned i there was a phase when it was very interesting comments and so that's why i have my little hey let's ignore some of the comments oh <laughs> because yeah i can't control people. let's just uh, i don't know who these people are okay and it it's is, uh, weird it's one of my favorites it's like such a double-edged sword because sometimes it's very disruptive but it is always something if like somebody like if, for example if somebody was yelling out in the middle of a show like you have no choice but to kind of tackle that one head on you know you got to be like every, there's people it's around true. you dude what are you doing i i was watching i went to see uh, so one of my my last guests she is creating like a stand up comedy for um for yesterday was three women and it was um I haven't seen stand up in so long and it was live. Right. So things are happening. And the first stand up comedian is going, she's just like calling people out, you know, someone's phone goes off and she wasn't calling. I've never seen this. Yeah. She like, just, okay. The phone went off. Oh, like, let's have a conversation about your ringtone. Let's yeah, guys, do you remember? Like, let's discuss. We, we used to hold our phones to our ear. Let's discuss that. And brought in completely brought it into her bit. And I was, I was just like, bravo, because, you know, sometimes I get a little diva-ish. I'm like, mm, turn off your phone. I wouldn't yeah. say that I would think it. So to see how people take that and, and just make it part of it, and then we're kind of all laughing about it, because we all hear the phone, right? Someone's like yeah. dropping loose change. We all hear that. Let's acknowledge exactly. it. And let's yeah. make a joke. It's a, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, 100%. I, and I think, you know, that, that, that can translate to if something happens in the room, if you're auditioning or, you know, in a tape or whatever, like you can use that too and kind of be like, oh, okay, I'm going to choose to use this as opposed to just be like, oh, this tape sucks. I mean, it depends. I think I wouldn't, the only time I wouldn't use it is when there's, you know, an ambulance and I go, I don't, maybe I'll edit out the sound, but... You yeah. know, if it's like a hallmark and then there's the ambulance, I'm like, I don't think I mean, that's the yeah. tone. Use I don't your think best anyone judgment. dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although that would be funny. I I always want to make them, that's the problem. Do you have this issue with self-tapes? Like, do you, when something's not funny, do you just want to find the comedy and, and just do it? Yes, <laughs> like, particularly with know things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just because they're, you know, I mean, some of them are genuinely funny. And yeah. uh, I think commercials have gotten a lot better. But, you know, you, you get the dry ones from time to time that are like a, like a fitness or like a, I don't know, like an insurance thing or real estate. And you kind of just got to be like, this is just a direct to camera. Like, I'm just pitching you on buying a house. Okay. Like, this is not meant to be funny at all. But, yeah, it's, it's tough at that point because I'm like, where are the jokes? Where are the jokes? I will find you and I will make you laugh. Okay. Come on. Those are really hard. I mean, yeah, like, look, I guess we're supposed to be able to do all this stuff, but it's when I read something, I, actually, I get influenced very easily. So when I would get commercial auditions, I would read it and be like, oh, this sounds like a really good product. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> you know, like it's a well-written commercial. I didn't know it could do all this stuff. Fascinating. You have another <laughs> customer. I think the only thing that I have 
noticed recently that I was like, oh, I have this was Triscuits. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd be oh. so hyped to do this commercial. I love Triscuits. They're great. But, but, <laughs> that's what if you get a flavor? I'm not a fan of the flavors. So what if I have to, you know, I, I would do a basic Triscuit. Mm. I would be like very specific with my request, but then they, mm. they're, you know, promoting a new flavor. I go, I don't, I'm not vibing with this. I like some of them, but yeah, I understand why people don't. Like some of them are quite salty. Unnecessary. Triscuits, this is your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Triscuits, get it together. Come on, man. Okay, I watch my sodium intake. Uh. <sighs> Triscuits. Just don't care. <laughs> Ryan, um, so this is not half an hour. This is um, a long chat. And that's because I like talking to everyone. I am aware of the time. I just couldn't stop talking. And you're delightful. Oh, and you too. Um, is, is there any final thoughts you'd like to share with the viewers, uh, both current and future viewers? Um, say, um, yeah, put me in all your commercials and uh, all your movies. Uh, no, just yes, if you want to come see yeah, if you want to come see a show or take a class, um, you know, baddogtheater.com slash education for shows, or sorry, for, uh, for classes. Um, we do drop-ins, all sorts of stuff from voiceover to on-camera comedy to improv. Um, come check it out. There's tons of, tons of good comedy in Toronto. Like, please go see a live show if you feel up to it. Like, there's truly some of the best comedy in North America right in this city. Uh, so uh, please check it out. Specifically, Ryan. Specifically, me. No, <laughs> I, I don't have a, I don't have like a monthly show or anything like that. But I don't know. Who knows? No, but I mean, like, should they over. specifically take your class? There's so many I would vouch for any of the teachers that we have. Oh my god, uh, you are terrible at selling yourself, sir. Okay, I, Ryan's take awesome. my class. Take but I think class. I think okay. I only said that because I think this upcoming term, um, I'm, I'm teaching only a youth class. So <laughs> this, I, I identify just, as a youth. Okay, I'm, so have, have fun with the seven to nine year olds. It's gonna be a oh weird Oh my god, I, that's that, that is where I get canceled. Seven to nine year olds canceled. There yeah, we go, like, why is Robin in this class? <laughs> Who is this woman? Um, I didn't know you could fail improv. Uh, Okay, guys, she got held back a lot of levels. So. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I really want to do that. I'm not going to, but I really want to. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. <laughs> it's just such a fun, you know, when you learn like seven to nine, oh, the, the fun that will be generated in that class. I, oh, can I watch the final show? Can you please promote that well? Or if you're oh. not going to promote it, can you tell me and I will promote it because I want to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that our kids have a, have a showcase for their classes right now, but certainly we'll, we'll be having another, I think our next class showcase is May 24th at 9.30. That's at Comedy Bar, um, and that'll be I for like how you moved the eyebrows to think. I'm actually trying to remember so where it is, and I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure May 24th, 9.30 at Comedy Bar, um, and there'll be like a bunch of our sort of more advanced classes we'll be performing there. Um, and we're going to be doing a bucket show if anybody wants to come play. Um, believe that's May. I, I remind me what a bucket show is. I, just, I feel like if I you want to play, you get to play. So you just toss your name in a bucket. Oh. And get pulled up. Yeah. And I thought like you know BYOB. Okay, no, not yeah. bring your own bucket. Okay. Not bring your own bucket. No. 
<laughs> but uh yeah like follow me here follow bad dog uh we'll be promoting it it's just a place to get up and play if you want to do that it'll be at uh, sweet action theater which is a space that runs a lot of like sweet clown workshops idiot work buffoon um it's fantastic These are, it's called idiot work yes yeah so it's like it's basically clowning without the nose don't insult people okay this it's but the thing for them, it's a compliment to be an idiot. So <laughs> I love taking a positive spin. You're an idiot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just want to do very, it's like very, very, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. Is but it, it's is it physical comedy. What is this? A lot of the time. Yeah. Very physical comedy. Yeah. It's just like basically clowning without the nose. And um, yeah, it's. But how can you be on the nose? <laughs> I, I heard it lame dad joke in all of us okay oh that's a lot it's a lot of exciting stuff okay yeah. uh follow ryan follow bad dog and uh oh my gosh ryan thank you so much for chatting with me this is so fun thank you so much for having me i had a blast yeah okay uh thanks oh thank you all for watching my new thing is i get the guests to sign out so if you have a cool sign off feel free to use it no oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, this has been Window Chats with Robin and Ryan. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>